I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Mother Podcast. I am so happy you're here. I hope that you are feeling amazing. I just got off of a call with one of my clients and she is so pumped up about her business and her plans for 2020 and what's to come for her. And it made me so excited as well. And one of the things that's kind of funny is that her goal for next year is 50000 and I think she can do more, and I haven't told her that, so she's finding out now, <laughs> listening to this, but as we mapped out her next steps in her business and kind of like from now until March, what her sales goal is and what she's moving towards, I secretly was thinking this is going to put her on track to do double what she's planning and to hit six figures next year, which I am just like, yep, that's totally going to happen. And what I find so interesting is that a lot of times when we set goals, our brain kind of works backwards from what we think is possible instead of stretching into what we don't think is possible. And something that I think is so fantastic about having a coach is that a coach has a little bit bigger of a perspective than we do about what's possible for us. What we think is possible is just based in our own beliefs. And so working with somebody who has different beliefs than you, bigger beliefs than you, can really challenge you to explore things that you don't necessarily think are possible and set goals that feel outside the realm of possibility for you. And you can kind of like scaffold with their beliefs. That's kind of how I think of it. Like their beliefs can help you build your own beliefs. And I think that there's just a lot of power in that um, where Setting an impossible goal with yourself can sometimes just feel like you're talking about monopoly money. Like it just doesn't even feel like something you can connect with. And having a coach help you set a goal that feels impossible to you, but then you're like, well, she thinks it's possible. It kind of gives you a little gateway into believing it for yourself. So I really encourage you as you're thinking about your plans for 2020 and what you're going to do if you don't have a coach you should have a coach. And if you really enjoy my podcast, if you really resonate with what I talk about, we should consider working together. And something to think about when you are really looking at coaches to invest in and making that decision for the next year is to make it in perspective with what you are going to make next year, if that makes sense. So when I think about the investment that I am making in my coach for next year, it seems huge. She's just raised her rates. Like it seems giant. It's actually almost what I used to make in my first full-time job. But 
when I look at it from the lens of what I'm going to be making next year, it's a fraction of that, you know, like it's like, I don't know, an eighth or something of what I'm going to make next year. And it really is small. Like she always says, like small potatoes compared to what I'm going to be making. And I know that I'm going to do that. Like I just, I know that I get returns on my investment. That's just who I am. It's what I do. It's not like a, I hope I will, maybe I will. It's like, no, that's just what I do. So I really encourage you, this is kind of the time of year to be thinking about your 2020 goals, your 2020 investments. I encourage you to look at them from that lens, from who you are growing into being, who you are in 2020, what you're making in 2020 versus where you are right now. Because where you are right now, you don't need help to get more of the same results, right? You need help to get different results. That's the whole point. So just a quick little soapbox there on investing in coaching and kind of where my mind is right now on that. But today we're going to be talking about things that you might be doing that are hurting your sales. And this was inspired by some conversations I've had over the past couple weeks. I have heard some really crazy stories about sales gone wrong from my clients. These stories were mainly about things that business coaches are teaching or doing themselves, and I felt like I needed to speak out about it to let you know that there is a better way to sell. If you are seeing some of these things out there and they feel bad to you. So the whole like overall thought about what I'm talking about today is that there's some things that people do in their selling that may not feel good to you. And if they don't feel good to you, they're wrong for you to be doing. So I'm gonna be talking to you about what some of those things are, how to know if they're wrong to you, what to do otherwise if you recognize, oh wait, I've been doing that or I've been thinking about doing that and it's totally wrong for me. So let's get into it. The four things you might be doing that would be hurting your sales, the first one is the most important one, the like overall one that captures everything else, and that is going against your intuition. Everything else that I'm gonna talk about today really boils down to this one thing. This is kind of the umbrella over all of it. When you go against what you think is right and what feels true to you, you are not going to be all in on the strategy. And the strategies are going to fall flat because you aren't aligned with them. And I'm not talking like magical woo alignment. I'm really talking about when you're thinking what I'm doing is wrong while you are doing it, it is not going to be effective. It's not going to be attracting clients. It's not going to be getting yeses because mentally you have resistance to it. So when I say the word alignment, what I mean is you have to have your thoughts and your actions agree to really be the most effective with what you're doing. All right, so here underneath going against your intuition, here are the three things that I've noticed over the past couple weeks that I have seen out there 
in the business space that I think could potentially be sabotaging you. The first one is lying. So to me, this looks like false scarcity. So when you're saying last spot, when there are actually a lot of spots, when you're saying last chance, when surprise, the cart is still going to be open tomorrow. And sometimes like the emails that come out are like, I made a mistake. There was a technical thing, but like it's the same email that they send every time they launch. And you just know like it's not true. Keeping it open for an extra day is not a mistake. It's not a surprise. It's something they planned the entire time of their launch. And the more you see it, the more it just rings false. This can also look like last chance to book a call when calls are still going to be available next week too. This is so rampant in the online business industry and it is taught by many of the top experts and it is taught for a reason. The human brain responds to scarcity, whether it's real or not. But if you've been trying these tactics because you've seen them out there in the space and they haven't worked for you because you've been internally cringing every time you do it, you need to stop. You don't have to do false scarcity to be successful. And the chances are, if it feels bad to you, your most ideal clients will respect you more for not doing it. This actually just happened this week. My coach last week was launching the next round of her mastermind. I applied on the first day. I love it. I can't wait for the next round. And she kept saying that Sunday was the last day to apply. Like once it was midnight on Monday, it's closed. Done. The end. She sent an email super early on Monday morning. No mention of the mastermind. It was all about the other program that she promotes. It was all about other thoughts that she has. It wasn't like a surprise, cart's still open to apply for the mastermind. It gave me so much extra respect for her to see that she did that. It was like my heart grew with more love for her because of her integrity in what she said. She followed through on what she said. So I really encourage all of you, if this kind of rings false, if this feels cringy to you when you see this, when you try to do it, stop doing it. You don't have to lie. You don't have to create false scarcity to be successful, to fill your programs and all of that. You can be totally honest and still make money and still get clients. The second thing is not giving a shit. I was trying to think like, is there another way to say that? And I think it's the best possible way. I heard a truly appalling story from a new client last week. We were on our consult and after she said, yes, I want to work with you. She shared a little bit about her experience in trying to find a coach. When she first applied with me, she had mentioned that she was going to be talking to some other coaches and she talked to me after talking to those other coaches, which I was really, really glad that I was the last one in line for a lot of reasons. But 
she shared some of the other calls that she had been on and why they weren't a fit. And one of them was that she had a consult with a coach who charged 10K for her program, which is very typical for business coaching. But when she got on the video call, the coach was in her car, in the Costco parking lot. She could see Costco in the background. And she was like, I'm driving, so I'm gonna have to turn off video. And she also called my client by the wrong name. I was completely shocked. I feel like when you're charging 10,000, you have to be a professional. Like my episode about being a pro is so much in line of this. Like I am a pro coach and I treat my coaching business like it is important to me. Like each person I get on the phone with is very important. I am important. We all take this very seriously. You're not ever going to be on a call with me while I'm driving unless it is like a special thing that you knew about in advance, right? Like this is not the normal operations of my business. And I don't think it should be the normal operations of anybody who is a real professional. I feel like this is a real amateur move, especially the calling the wrong name. And I want you to kind of imagine what if she had blocked off her working time for work instead of running errands during work? And what if she had paid enough attention to get the name right? Now, I don't know if my client would have signed up with her or not. Maybe it just overall wasn't the right thing, but this was a major hurdle for my client. This was the major thing that stuck in her head. It immediately turned her off from this coach from the start before even hearing anything about the program or how she could help her or anything else. So I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode about being a pro. If something about this, you're like, yes, that's me. I've totally been called out. The sooner that you make the shift in your business and really act like a professional and really step up, the sooner you're making a lot more money than you are right now. The third thing is stealing. So this is another story that I recently heard from a client. She had worked with another business coach a while ago before me, and this coach taught a technique of going into other Facebook groups, friending 35 people a day, and then messaging everyone who accepted the friend request with an offer. This completely shocked me. As the owner of a Facebook group that I have spent years growing with blood, sweat, and tears, it made my stomach hurt to think about somebody coming into my group and doing this. And as a business coach, it made my heart hurt because I'd imagine most people don't feel comfortable doing this and they feel like it's wrong but they think that it's what they need to do to be successful, especially when it's their coach telling them to do it. I feel like there's just so many things wrong with this and there's so many better ways to grow your audience and grow your client base than sabotaging and stealing someone else's. So this one, really bad. And I am really hoping that talking about it on here is going to give you a wake-up call if it's something you've been trying and really going to give you clarity into what else you can be doing because there are so many more ethical ways to grow your business. Now, I really don't like to like call out things or, you know, point out negative or harp on like what other people are doing that I think is wrong. 
it doesn't feel like it's adding good vibes really to the conversation. It doesn't feel like it's like uplifting the conversation in the industry. But I felt like with these three, I really had to speak out because I've talked to so many people who are following advice that feels so wrong to them, but they don't know what else to do. So I wanted to just point it out and be like, you're not crazy. This is wrong and there's a better way. So the reasons that we do these things are not because we're bad people. If you've been doing any of the above things, it's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you aren't ethical or don't care. But these are the things that we've heard from experts that we need to do. And now you might be hearing from somebody else not to do them and you might feel really frustrated or confused. So I want to give you my thoughts on how to sell instead These things have worked for me to create a six-figure business. They've worked for my clients. And I really want to encourage you that there is a way to sell in your business that feels amazing to you. So number one, you have to remember above all else that people want what you offer. When you don't remember that, you end up feeling defensive instead of inviting when you're selling, and it can lead you to do these like weird shortcuts like we talked about before, instead of just knowing like people really want what I offer, and all I have to do is talk about what they get, and I don't have to do fake scarcity. I don't have to like make up lies about what's going on here. I don't have to do anything shady, I can just put it out there and know people really want this. And if I show enough people what it is, they are going to sign up with me. Another thing is that you have to learn your way to attract and get clients. And while you're learning to attract clients in a really good and organic way, There are other ways to get clients. You can get them by networking. So in a Facebook group, that would look like showing up and being your genuine self, giving value, being helpful, being a real human being, and building relationships with other people. Literally growing your network, growing the number of people that you know, and then putting out quality content is really going to be a great way for you to attract and sign clients. You also can cold call. You know, a lot of people do that. And maybe it's not calling, maybe it's emailing, maybe it's LinkedIn messages, that kind of thing. You can definitely reach out to people that you haven't talked to before, but in a real way, in a way that makes sense, in a way that's not just taking someone else's audience and reaching out to all of them. In a way where it is genuinely helpful. You know, it's like when I used to do my door-to-door sales for small businesses, I came in and I was a real human and I knew I was offering something that they would be interested in that would help them. And so I said that and I was just real about it. I wasn't weird. (laughs) Always a theme of selling. Don't be weird. The third thing you have to care Sales is so much easier when you are showing up as your best and when your potential clients feel a real connection with you. 
It just makes it so easy. I've had so many new clients lately who have gotten on the phone with me and just known like right away, either before we were on the phone for my content or while we were on the phone, like this is a yes. And they just felt that I cared about them, that I care about my work, that I have a high standard for my professionalism, that I have a high standard for how I show up for my clients, that I have a high standard for my clients. They could feel that and it made them want to say yes. Fourth thing, finally, you need to listen to your internal compass. There is a big difference between things that are out of your comfort zone but are an area that you can grow into versus the things that just plain feel wrong to you. And you need to trust yourself to know the difference no matter what the experts are saying. It is so important that the way you grow your business is authentic to who you are. That is the biggest determining factor on if you are going to be successful with it or not. Seriously, you could do the, you know, funnel five-step formula that works to make other people millionaires. And if it feels wrong to you, it is not going to work. And then you could just go out there and make some new friends and just be yourself and become a six-figure earner and beyond simply because you were just being you. There's so many forms that this could take, but I really encourage you to explore how this could be true if you've been trying the other things and they aren't working. Really think about what is true to you, what makes sense for you, who you are, how you make friends, how you show up in the world naturally, really leaning into those things are going to be the biggest secret to your success. All right, mamas, I hope that this has been really helpful for you. I hope that the ideas are in your head of what you're going to do next and how you're going to shift your sales if you've been slipping into some of these things that are out there in the industry. And I hope that you feel really good, like, what you're doing is working if you aren't doing those things and that you can be as successful as you want to be without doing anything that feels super wrong to you. You don't have to do those types of things to be successful. If you love this podcast, I would appreciate it so much if you would take a couple minutes to rate and review it in your podcast app this helps other people to know that the podcast is really good and really worth listening to. And it helps me to know that what I'm talking about is actually valuable and serving you. So take a moment, go in there, scroll to my page, and go in there and just give a quick little rating and review. I would appreciate it so much. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, 
I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.